0: So I have never considered myself a CEO. Although I do own businesses, I don't think I would ever put CEO on a business card because I think that that just carries this air of elitism. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn
1: effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, You've come to the right place. Gretch values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the IM CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IM CEO podcast. And I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Anthony Bolinese of Capitol Hill Photos and Capitol Hill Clothiers. Anthony, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Anthony so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Anthony Bolognese is a full-time entrepreneur who planted himself firmly and forcefully in the D.C. area by founding both Capitol Hill Photo and Capitol Hill Clothiers. He has taken photos for brands such as Nike, Coca-Cola, Walmart, and his work has been featured in publications including D.C. Modern Luxury, Capitol File Magazine, and The Washingtonian. He also created custom suits for DMV executives, members of Congress, and the occasional local athlete. Anthony, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So, to kind of kick everything off, I want to rewind the clock a little bit to you, uh, supplanted those seats, those those feet here in DC. Could you take us through a little bit more about your CEO story? We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing.
0: Sure, sure. Um, So, first of all, I am a born and bred creative, and I have never, ever ever wanted to go to college. (laughs) Uh, So I finished high school uh, back in Florida. I was raised in Florida, uh, did a vocational school kind of dual enrollment thing while I was in high school uh, studying to do the media and design. And then as soon as I graduated, left Florida, because if you've ever lived in Florida, you probably have wanted to leave Florida. Um, Planted myself just temporarily in North Carolina for two years, just kind of freelancing from home, doing everything that I could convince someone to pay me to do. Uh, whether I knew how to do it or not, and kind of learned on the way, uh, learned by doing, and just kind of spent that two years building up my abilities there. Um, I ended up in DC or right in the DC area because uh, the girl that I was dating at the time finished up her last two years of school down in Florida, moved up with me, and then immediately got a job offer in Leesburg. And I was working from my bedroom at the time, so knew nothing about Virginia, knew nothing about the DC area, figured, all right, if there's internet up there, I'm game, let's go. <laughs> so we moved to Loudoun County, humongous culture shock because I went from weird Florida to rural North Carolina, to the IT tech mecca that was Loudoun County, you know, in 2015. And, um, you know, every other car is a Maserati and people are actually dressed well. And, you know, there's actually a bunch of people out doing things and it was just a crazy thing to me. So I, I saw this opportunity, like, okay, there's a lot of money here. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of room for me to grow what I've been doing digitally and kind of enter that in-person uh, world. Uh, so since then, I obviously went up to a much higher cost of living being in this area from the previous two. Uh, so I kind of battled between working for somebody and continuing to work for myself. And um it was it was kind of a battle. Uh it was it's rough, you know, building from scratch or at least entering a new market. And I was still at that time trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to be doing. Um so I ended up meeting up with uh, Barnett Holston, um, who runs the DC Fashion Fool um blog and Instagram. Uh, and we just kind of, we put together this, uh, this big brunch for a bunch of local menswear uh, brands and influencers and bloggers. And I met what became pretty much my, uh, my network, uh, my my starting network for the DC area. And I ended up meeting my business partner, Robert Ordway with Capital Clothiers. And we just kind of talked about our experience with custom clothing and our passions and our, our history. And we decided then that we were going to start Capital Clothiers. Um, and we decided, both again, based on our previous experience that we didn't want to operate a retail storefront. We didn't want to have any physical inventory because one, we had our individual things that we wanted to be doing. He works in the Senate. I was doing photography full time. So we just didn't want to spend 90 hours a week owning and operating and managing and being in a storefront. Um, And on top of that, we just didn't want to take out a humongous business loan on, you know, a very risky (laughs) idea. so we decided to do everything exclusively custom made, exclusively by appointment, and exclusively valet. Um, and that's how we kind of have operated the business for the past three years now. Um, and as far as the photography, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flop back and forth between all of these because they're so intertwined. Yes. Um, around that same time is when I started full time with photography. Um, I was doing full time events basically up until this past March to date the to date this episode. Uh, because of covid my industry kind of got slammed so that was that was the uh the basis of, of really my my going headlong into photography was doing events full-time
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense and, and i appreciate you for sharing that i think so many times that we're sometimes not sure how to have things come to fruition, but I love how um, you talked about taking that step. And once you take that first step, sometimes those things open up, like the network opened up for you, the different opportunities open up. But I think so many times, um, you know, you plan and usually I say, ready, aim, 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 and you never ever take action. So I love that you, you know, made those transitions and obviously move. You came here where there's a load of internet, obviously in the DC area, and um, it, it provided other opportunities for you, but you just continue to kind of take steps, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, ready, fire, aim is the way I've pretty much lived my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love, I love jumping off bridges and then figuring out how not to die when I land. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Build, build, a, uh, build a parachute on the way down, so to
1: speak. Exactly. Um, so um, I know you touched a little bit you know, on each of your businesses. Could you take us through a little bit more about
0: each of those and how you start the clients you work with? Um, so with photography, I mean, that has changed a lot over the past year. Um, but for the most part, I want, and this kind of goes for both of the businesses, I want everything that works through me to be a very intimate personal experience. Um, So even if I'm shooting events, I want to be very involved in the planning of the events. I want to be courteous of what's going on, whether it's a, you know, silent auction gala something, or a, you know, a personal bridal shower at at someone's house. I want it to be personal. I want to be the one there that's consciously making an effort uh, to capture the things that, you know, the people organizing it want to see. I want to make a strong effort to make sure that people actually receive everything that they want in more. Um, you know, for photography, that it's very, very case by case because some companies will just throw money at you and go, "Okay, I want you here for eight hours, do this, send us an invoice." But then some of them, you can see the passion in in their their project or their their event um, or their little intimate get together. I mean, it's something that people hold dear because it's something that they created and they're entrusting you with kind of creating capturing the memories of that thing. Um, so that's something that I that I really value with photography um, and just creating a good value. I mean, making sure that I can provide a service that's as good or better than anybody else in the area and not being too transactional about it, trying to make it more of a, a relationship because I want people to come back to me. I don't want it to just be a one night stand. I want it to be a marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as far as the clothing, um, I think one of the things that that really drives our, um, our social interest is that it is so valet um, because so many kind of in the same way. So many businesses operate in such a transactional way because they have this overhead that they need to pay. Um, you know, they have a quota they need to hit. They have management breathing down their neck. I am management and I am the workforce. I don't employ anybody. So I don't really have that much to worry about because of the fact that we structure the business, um, you know, in a way that we don't have a physical storefront or any kind of inventory overhead. Um, I'm able to kind of relax and actually evaluate the client's needs Versus what I think I can sell them, which is very, very important in the journey of gaining trust in somebody, but also in you know someone just recognizing that okay, this person actually wants my wardrobe to look better, and not for me to have every single label in here say a "Capital Hook as great as that would be. That's not what most people need. Um, and you know, being being able to do house calls, and again, this is not the time for that. But, um, you know, in the past life, being able to do house calls and bring whiskey and cigars and kind of spend a couple hours just figuring out what's going on in someone's wardrobe and what their passions are, what their hobbies are, what their career is, and getting to know them so that you can better get to know what they should be wearing or what they can be wearing um, is super important to me. And I think that that reflects in the experience that our customers have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you for, for, for breaking that down for both businesses. And like, as you said, almost similarly, um, that kind of... I don't know if you want to say red carpet treatment, but really getting that um, opportunity to really like hone in on the person who you're working with and be able to create that experience for them. Because as you said, if you're taking you know uh, photos, it's more or less about capturing you know that event and capturing those memories so that they can uh, kind of um, I guess relive them to some degree when they see mm-hmm. them and remember the laughs, the cries, whatever happens you know during that time is captured. But in the same thing, it sounds like with um, the air the, the business, you're having that opportunity to really understand and build a re- connection or relationship with that person, provide them the experience, the support, um, the service that they need and would help them personally mm-hmm. and, and customize exactly for them rather than something that is, I guess, maybe mass made, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And it's also, especially with the clothing aspect of things, because photography, I mean, anything creative, you kind of are hired with the expectation from the client that, it can be catered to their needs mm. and you know, the content that's created is exactly what they want. But with clothing, people are a lot more particular mm. because they wear clothes every day of their life. Usually. Would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce? The
1: thing you feel kind of sets you or your organization as a part of makes you unique. Is it that ability to not just, I guess, hear it and understand it, but also to create it in, in, in the different ways that you're able to.
0: I think so. And I think it kind of varies for, for both businesses. I think that for a photographer, their secret sauce is really their style and in the sense of you know the photographers that you're used to seeing with hundreds of thousands of likes on instagram their style is what got them to that point so and the same with influencers and a lot of them take or edit their own photos so you go to a page and you see a lot of white a lot of tan a lot of kind of raised shadows you kind of recognize that as okay that's this individual's photo um the same kind of goes for a lot of different types of photography but there is that crossroads between, okay, I create this for me, this is my style, and I create this for the client who's paying me to do so. Um, so I think the, there's, a, there's a pitfall in both because there's a sense of I'm only doing this for money and then I'm only doing this for me. And both of those kind of have their negatives. If you're only doing it for you, then you can't adapt to a client and they might not be happy with what you, know, you can produce, which to an extent, I mean, they probably wouldn't have hired you if they didn't see something they liked anyway. So that's a very case-by-case thing, as is all of the work that we do. Absolutely. Appreciate
1: that. And I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this
0: could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I don't want to say that this is a hack that everyone has the option to, uh, to employ, but I think that being a logical thinker, at least training yourself to think in a more logical way versus an emotional way in order to make decisions is super important. I want to ask
1: you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice, or it might be something
0: if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I mean, alongside the previous hack, which I guess accidentally also qualifies as a nugget. um, (laughs) I would say another thing kind of along the similar line is that there is no better way to grow than to learn from mistakes. And I know that's super common knowledge and you hear it a lot, but there is really nothing more true than that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Anthony, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: When I think of the abbreviation CEO, I think corporate, I think desk job, I think C-level executive, which is literally what that means. So I have never considered myself a CEO. Although I do own businesses, I don't think I would ever put CEO on a business card because I think that that just carries this air of elitism. Um, And I know it doesn't. I think it's just more of a colloquialized perception of it. And I kind of enjoy the idea of breaking that. I enjoy not being the cookie cutter, you know, person who owns a business and mistreats their employees and doesn't pay people well and exploits, you know, a bunch of different loopholes or whatever, just to make themselves more profitable.
1: Um, Anthony truly appreciate that definition and I appreciate your time even more what I wanted to do was just pass you the mic so to speak just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know and of course how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on
0: um so if I had to guess I would assume that your most listening or I guess your most listened demographic is people who want to be a CEO who people people who want to kind of start their own thing are looking for the motivation or the drive or just kind of experience to relate to so that they can believe that they can achieve that um, is that a fair assumption?
1: Yeah, small to medium size, and then those that hope to to take that next level too. Mm-hmm. All right,
0: so I just want to reiterate: fail as much as you can. Please fail as much as you can, because the more you can learn from that, the better off you will be. Um, and honestly, reading is a great way to do that. I mean, I used to have this weird stigma against the like self help type of book. Heavy air quote on those. Um, because I just, I thought that the people that read those were the type of people who like were just super confused in life and like, they were all an idiot's guide to like just tongue in cheek, like you're stupid. Here's how, here's how we can talk down to you to make it better. Um, Mm -hmm. but then actually the girl that ended up uh, bringing me up to the DC area Uh, she like forced me to read rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that was the first book of that genre that I read. And since then I have not read a single fiction book. (laughs) Everything I've read for the past like five and a half years has been of that kind of genre, because it's amazing to be able to learn about failure without having to do it yourself. And then as far as, you know, how to get in touch with me, I am incredibly accessible. Um, Anthony Bolognese on Instagram. That's A-N-T-H-O-N-Y B-O-L-O-G-N-E-S-E, like the pasta sauce. Um, LinkedIn at the same, uh, I think my handle or my, my URL on LinkedIn is just Bolognese. Um, and after that, I mean, it's capitalhill.photo for photography needs and capitolhillclothiers.com for uh, wardrobe needs. And I'm I'm doing free uh, wardrobe analyses all year this year, just as a way to kind of continue to meet people because I am socially starved um, as we're still not really going out and doing all that much. Um, and also because I do want to help people and kind of give them a, uh, a bit of a, a clearer insight into what their wardrobe might be able to do for them
1: awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that, Anthony. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well so that everybody can follow up with you. But you're absolutely right. Like some of the 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 beauty of, you know, books and knowledge is that you get to uh, kind of walk the same steps to some degree of what mistakes people have made. So it allows us to get smarter and better. But we also cannot be afraid to make those mistakes ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and those mistakes are not final because we don't quit. We just continue to move forward and we learn from them, which is, is huge as well, too. So I think that combination of those is definitely what can give that higher likelihood of being successful. So truly appreciate that. Appreciate your time, of course. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com.